This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop, Seager! Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the King, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now here's your host Gary Hill. Well, that was not the plan. Painful loss for the Mariners last night in more ways than one. They lose a heartbreaking game, and James Paxton leaves injured. Still at this point, we don't have much information on the injury. We'll hear from James Paxton in a couple of moments, get his thoughts. It was a little reassuring hearing him after the ball game in terms of the seriousness, but there's just no way to know a timetable. And what is already a really difficult situation in terms of starting rotation. I mean, James Paxton was the guy in the rotation where you felt like you could count on getting six, seven innings every time out. And it was needed innings when you look at the rotation and how much work the bullpen has had to do. So at this point, it's just hang on time until September when you can call up as many reinforcements on the 40-man roster, as many arms as you can possibly bring up, which I'm assuming the Mariners are going to do. And if you have to go a pitcher an inning every game in September, it's what you can do with as many arms as possible. But, you know, a couple of weeks till September and a lot of big ball games, a lot of teams you're in direct competition with, whether it's the Angels, whether it's Baltimore, Yankees, Tampa Bay. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Some big games. We'll find out more about James Paxton. It is the kickoff of Edgar Martinez weekend. It's going to be a great weekend at Safeco Field. The Mariners still have a chance, of course. Still have a chance to take the series against the Angels as well. We'll see what they can do in the three games. But Edgar Martinez will celebrate Edgar at the end of the podcast. A little feature about him and his Hall of Fame chances, which seem to be growing and growing and growing. But number 11 will be retired on Saturday. So next week we'll have uh, some uh, the festivities from the weekend coming your way. So that should be fun. So that comes up. But let's roll through this game a little bit. James Paxton on the mound. And a shocker. He hadn't he'd not given up. He hadn't given up a home run since June. And... He had not given up more than one home run in a game this season. Only five altogether, but a couple of long balls against Paxton in this one. 1-1 one, one pitch. Swung on and drilled deep to left. All kinds of trouble. That's traveling out of here. Onto the stairwell above the Angels 
bullpen. Two-run homer, Andrelton Simmons, and a 3-0 lead for the Angels. And Tyler Skaggs kept the Mariners off balance. In fact, a 3-0 ball game going to the eighth. Gene Segura checks in, though, with a home run. Here's a 3-1 from Norris. Pitch swung on. Set to center field. Backing up Trout. Got some carry on it. He's back on the track. He's looking up. That ball's gone. A home run, Gene Segura. Gene, Gene, a hit machine with home run number seven, RBI number 34, and the Mariners are finally on the board. So at that point, the Mariners cut it to two. Robbie Cano, a big double with two outs, and then Nelson Cruz steps up and does it again. 1-0 pitch here to Cruz. Swing on and set to center field and deep. It's a screaming line drive. Giddy up, baby. Gone! A two-run homer by Nelson Cruz. Boom, stick, baby. We've tied it up at 3-3. Nelson Cruz with another blast. His 27th. RBIs 89 and 90. Hey now. It was really a great moment at Safeco Field, and I think everyone in the ballpark thought the same as I did. When they tied it up right there, I thought the Mariners were going on to a win, and I think everyone in the ballpark did as well. Big crowd on hand, and they were loving every minute of it as the Mariners come back and tie the ball game 3-3 to in the eighth inning. A remarkable comeback. They set up some heroics, but then Edwin Diaz just didn't quite have the command in the ninth inning. A couple of walks to start the inning. Looked like he had a chance to get out of it. It ended up being with a walk to Mabin. And you look back, that was the big at bat. Mabin walks to load the bases. Two outs, ninth inning, tied ball game. But the absolute last guy you'll want to face in Mike Trout. The 0-1 to Mike Trout. Pitch. Swung on, line drive over the head of Seager down the left field line. Scoring is Calhoun. Scoring is Revere. Coming around Maven. They're waving him home. Here's the throw. It's cut off by Seager. Throw to second. Trout's in with a three-run double. Oh, man. 6-3 Angels. And the Mariners couldn't get anything done in the bottom of the ninth. They lose 6-3 to the Angels in game one of the series. Again, painful loss in more ways than one. Here's the skipper. Here's what Scott Service had to say about it. Whew, that was a crazy game. <laughs> Where do you want to start with that one? Uh, start with starting pitching, I guess. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Pax uh, gave us everything he had. Um, you know, made a couple mistakes. You know, the, the curveball up to Crone and, and the home run by Simmons. Uh, other than that, I thought it, you know, threw, threw the ball pretty well. Uh, wasn't as sharp early on uh, as what we've seen in the past. And then he, he got it going there through the middle innings. And, uh, you know, obviously had the, the strain of the, the, the pec muscle there uh, and took him out in the seventh. Um, so, you know, we'll have a little more on that uh, tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, it hurts. He's been our guy. Yeah, he's been awesome. He really has. Um, so, you know, don't want to get too far ahead of it, but hopefully, fingers crossed that he isn't going to miss uh, miss too much time. Um, for the ball game, I thought Skaggs threw the ball really well tonight. Uh, he had life on his fastball and certainly kept our guys off uh, balance. Really didn't get much going against him at all. Uh, you know, again, our, our club finds a way to fight and claw, scratch. We get back in the ball game, tied up, some big hits. You know, Segura's homer and Cruz continues to you know, tear it up uh, at the plate. So. Um, you know, disappointing the way it went down. Obviously, we've uh, leaned on, on Eddie Diaz uh, really hard. You know, coming out of the break, he's been awesome and electric. Um, you know, the walks got him tonight. They were very patient. They laid off some very close pitches. Um, and, you know, Trout got up the plate. And, you know, the walks leading up to that, you know, really, really hurt. You're hoping to stay away from that situation. But, 
you know, um, Trout put a good swing on a slider, and you know that was that was the ball game. So, um, you know, our, our club is uh, we faced a lot of adversity this year. Um, you know, tough loss tonight. Uh, but we'll be back after tomorrow, and you know we have a lot of meaningful games yet to play here uh, this season, and, and we'll continue to grind them out. But uh, bright spots for night our team you know, really wasn't doing anything offensively, and to come back and get that ball game tied up uh, says a lot about the effort our guys are putting forth right now. Do you have any idea at this point if James can have to go on the DL? Or I, I don't know. You know. I don't know. We'll, we'll know more tomorrow. Is that a, on the last pitch that you felt that? Or is that I, I think so. On the last hitter there, uh, you know, going in the ball game with Pax, being our guy, you know, 110 is our, our limit, pitch limit with him, and it's probably going to be his last hitter, uh, which, which hurts even worse. Um, you know, just kind of you know, get as much out of him. And he was throwing the ball fine, and the velocity was there. Every, everything was, was good. It was nothing leading up to that that made me think there was any issues at all. So. You know, saw him kind of, you know, shake his arm a little bit, and that's, you know, why Zanina went out there and, and called us out. So, um, feel bad for him. Uh, hopefully, it's not down too long. Yeah, so we saw a little command yesterday. Was that kind of the same thing you saw today, or was there something? Uh, you know, there was some very close pitches, um, you know, that probably didn't go our way um, tonight. But, you know, uh, I thought his stuff was fine. Certainly, you know, looked uh, like he had plenty in the tank tonight. Sometimes he gets a little jumpy, uh, you know, when the ball starts running out of the zone. And, Kind of what we saw tonight. You've used him a lot here lately. Was that was that a tough call to go with him? Or? Uh, it was. You know, going in the ball game, he wasn't going to be available tonight. Um, you know, if we had a chance to save it, or you're you're tied like that, you want to you know go to your best guy, and he's hands down. He's been awesome. He really has done uh, a heck of a job for us. So, you know, just didn't quite get it done tonight. Was very close to getting out of it. Um, you know, right there, and you feel good about our chances if we can get back up to, to bat there with the, the score tied in the bottom of the ninth. That just didn't happen. And obviously a painful loss, but just one loss. But the ramifications of James Paxton is what everybody is worrying about today for good reason. He has been so dominant. Dave Schoenfeld, who we have on from time to time, I think pointed it out. Arguably the third best pitcher in the American League behind Chris Sale and Corey Kluber. And I think that is absolutely right. I think you look at the season James Paxton is having and a Sale and Kluber have been outstanding. But that's the kind of company we're talking about with James Paxton. I mean, he's been elite this year. So any length of time missing will be a huge loss for the Mariners. Here's what James Paxton, Paxton though, said after the ball game. So going to get an MRI tomorrow, we'll see uh, how serious it is. I don't think it's anything too serious, but um, obviously don't want to miss time right now. So hopefully, hopefully it's nothing big. Was it, was it the last pitch or was it a couple pitches before? The last few. You know, I thought it was just a cramp and I was going to be able to shake it out. But it's just one of those things just kind of kept on there. And then I think Z saw that it, something was up and he came out and didn't want to take any chances. So just kind of got out of there. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, had to come out of the game and hopefully it's nothing bad. Is this anything you felt before or had before? No, no. I haven't ever felt anything in the pec before. So, you know, it's just uh, kind of right in here. A little sore when I when I strengthen it, but we'll get it checked out tomorrow, and hopefully it'll be something that gets remedied fast. It's going to be frustrating. You're on a great roll there. Yeah, yeah. You know the guys fought back and uh, did a great job getting back to three three there. Unfortunately, you know we couldn't get it done today, but uh, we've been playing really really good baseball. We just need to keep on doing what we're doing here, and uh, we're going to be all right. Did you feel earlier in the game? Everything feel right? Felt a little bit off, but you know nothing crazy out of the out of the usual uh, made some mistakes and they made me pay early um, 
know, with the home runs, um, just threw some pitches in some bad spots, and they did what they're supposed to do with those mistakes. When you say off earlier in the game, what do you mean? Do you categorize that? This wasn't uh, quite as sharp. Felt like I was kind of pulling across my body a little bit and cutting some pitches off. Um, wasn't getting um, the fastball to the inside corner very well. I was kind of missing um, over the plate, or I'd be cutting it off. Um, you know, that's that's normal stuff that happens here and there, and be able to fix that stuff in the in the bullpen. felt it on that last pitch. Was that the first time it kind of cropped up for you? Or? No, it was uh, probably the last three pitches. Um, I thought it was just like a little cramp. I'd be able to shake it out, but uh, it just kind of kept on, and that's when I was kind of playing with it. That's when Mike came out and uh, was talking to me about it and called up the trainers because you know didn't want to take any chances. So obviously there was some like, feeling like I was sharp something No, like there, that, like... there was no pop or anything like that. You know, it was just like a cramped feeling. Keith, I don't make you say it all again. I miss the beginning. How, how bad does it feel? Right now, so I'm just standing here. I don't feel anything. You know, it's just when I when I try to strengthen that pec muscle, it's just it's a little sore. Okay. Um, so we'll get it checked out tomorrow, and hopefully, it's it's nothing serious. Um, you know, obviously, hoping not to miss any time. Are you optimistic, or do you not, not, nothing one way or the other? Yeah, I mean, I really don't know right now. I'm hoping that I wake up tomorrow and it's you know feels fine. But you know, I just I just don't know. Um, we'll have to you know reevaluate tomorrow. Uh, see see what happens. And speaking of injuries, Shannon Dreher with uh, some updates on the injury front for a number of different guys. Checking in, and this is a good day to do so. We got so many injury updates in the pregame with Scott Service. I thought it would be a good time to check in with Rick Griffin. And Rick, it's got to be interesting for you always to get home and, and check on guys. And that list kind of was small for a while. We, we added some to it over the last road trip. Uh, just saw Mitch Haniger walking by. I don't see anything different there. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, his, his lip really looks good. The surgeon did a, a great job uh, repairing it. Um, he's going to take live batting practice today, and he's going to work out with the players, uh, probably do that again tomorrow, and then get together with Jerry and decide what we're going to do in terms of starting his rehab. But, uh, you know, he feels really good. He, he never had a concussion, which is great news. Uh, he saw Dr. Herring today, and he did all the tests on him. Uh, so he's been cleared now to do all, all baseball activities, and his face is coming around looking better, and his wife's happy, and so everything's good. And I imagine he's going to wear the guard on the helmet. Yeah, actually, it's funny. Uh, five or six guys ordered that guard. So there might be five or six guys going out there wearing that guard here uh, pretty soon because the, all the helmets came in. But he's going he's gonna to definitely wear it. I saw Felix wearing a helmet with a guard earlier in the clubhouse today as well. And yeah. he, he seemed in better spirits than I expected. Well, he's, I mean, he knows what he needs to do. Uh, you just, we just got to get everything going for him. We're going to get him in the weight room and do a lot of cardiovascular work and a lot of lower body work uh, until we can start working on his upper body and working on his shoulder. We've got to get the inflammation out of there. Um, and hopefully it's not going to be as long. I'm optimistic that it won't be as long as, as what's been kind of put in the papers and stuff. We're going to try and get, it, get him back sooner. Uh, but we just got to get him right and get him back out there. Is that a matter of just strengthening up everything around the area? Well, the, the biggest thing is just getting the inflammation out. He's got some inflammation in the bursa. Got to get that quieted down. The strength's really not as bad. Uh, it's just when your shoulder gets inflamed, you can't do certain things. And once the inflammation goes away, then everything starts coming back around. Kuma was the big surprise. We'd been asking about him on the trip, and then we hear today he's thrown three bullpens. And he said that if his mechanics are sound, he feels fine out there, but it's a matter of having those mechanics sound at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually going to throw another bullpen tomorrow. 
Um, the last bullpen he threw, I believe he threw 35 pitches, threw about half of them out of the stretch. He felt really good coming out of the stretch. Uh, shoulders getting stronger. He's feeling better, but it's a mechanical thing with him. He's a timing pitcher, and he's got to get everything in sync for everything to work properly. And uh, he's got to get that fine-tuned. Once he gets that worked out in the bullpen, then we'll probably do a couple of sim games with him, and then again talk with Jerry and, and kind of decide what we're going to do. Yeah, it was kind of interesting in this time because we saw him go out and try the bullpens. He knows when he's not right. Yeah, he. I mean, he he knows his body probably better than any player that we have. And uh, he's, he's not had any problems doing all the flat grounds and all the normal throwing. But when he gets on the mound and throws it in downhill playing, that's when he's had some issues. But so far, we're not having those same issues. So we, we feel confident that we're making progress. Phelps, so valuable coming over here. So hard to see him walk off the mound. But it looked like he really did the right thing. Yeah, and he, and he knew that he wasn't right. Uh, the first pitch he threw that day was 90. And I immediately stood next to Mel and said, got to really watch him. And he got that batter out. And we walked out there. And... I uh, got him back here, and he saw Dr. Calfane, and we got got everything taken care of. And he actually feels really good right now. Uh, he's going to start, a, hopefully, a throwing program tomorrow. We'll progress through this this homestand, kind of see where we're at at the end of the homestand, and, and uh, maybe he'll be able to go out and get some pitching in. Okay, you are a busy guy, but then when you look at the overall for the team, I think one of the great things we saw on the last road trip, we never ran into the extreme heat. I think we were thinking, this team seems to be in pretty good shape right now. Yeah, we were really dreading that, especially going to Kansas City in August in Texas. And we lucked out with the temperatures. The humidity was down. Uh, that can cause a lot of problems, particularly with the position players. And having day games after night games, there's not enough time to recover when you have a lot of humidity and the dehydration problems that can accompany that. But, uh, you know, we lucked out. Now we're going to go on this next trip, which will be difficult as well. We'll just have to watch and see how things go. And you, you guys take a look at the airplanes. You take a look at the their days off as well. It looks like it's manageable. No, we should be pretty good. Tampa will be good because we play in the Dome, and that'll be good. I don't know how Atlanta's going to be because it's a new stadium, and we'll have to see how things go there. New York, supposedly, right now, it's like fall weather. They're not having real hot weather back there. Um, and then we'll see Baltimore. But I think I mean, we've been lucky this whole year. We haven't had any real cold weather. We haven't had any real hot weather. So I think that's good for us. And they'll be all set for the M's Olympics, it looks like, from what we saw today, too. Yes, the M Olympics are starting, so it'll be <laughs> exciting to see what happens. Anything to do that's, that's competitive in nature, doesn't matter what it is with these guys, they have fun with it. So it'll, it'll be a fun thing to kind of break up the monotony in a long, long road trip. What are you most interested to see in the M's Olympics? Well, I, I like to do the golf because I do the golf. They hit it off from the fourth floor or the fourth, <laughs> I don't know, that fourth level up there, and they hit it all the way down into left field. It's... That's kind of fun. And then the water balloon toss is pretty exciting because the water balloon has to go 90 feet or it doesn't count. And if a water balloon goes 90 feet and you try to catch it, chances of it breaking are very high. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like anybody's caught one that hasn't broke yet, but that'll be interesting. Well, we'll keep our eyes open for that, Rick. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So let's celebrate Edgar. It is the kickoff of Edgar weekend. And John Wetland one more time set. And here comes the 2-2 pitch to Edgar Martinez now. And the fastball swung on and hit the deep center field. Bernie Williams goes back and it is. Get out the right bread and the mustard this time, Grandma. It is a grand salami. And the Mariners lead it 10-6. The great Edgar Martinez spent 18 years in the major leagues, putting together a stellar big league career, all with one team, the Seattle Mariners. And now the Hall of Fame voting community catching up to what Seattle Mariner fans already knew. And now Anderson has set the pitch to Edgar. Swung on, line drive, base hit, right center field. 
He's unbelievable. He is muchísimo caliente, Edgar Martinez. Two American League batting titles, three American League on-base percentage titles, five Silver Slugger Awards, five Designated Hitter of the Year Awards, and seven All-Star Game appearances. At the pitch, swung on and belted deep to center field. Bernie Williams looks up, and this will fly, fly away. Edgar Martinez has just given the Mariners a 5-2 lead. The numbers are incredible. A 300-plus batting average, a 400-plus on-base percentage, 300-plus home runs, 500-plus doubles, and 1,000-plus base on balls. When Edgar Martinez retired, only Stan Musial, Rogers Hornsby, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Ted Williams finished as high in every category. He was such a tough at-bat. If you made any mistake, he really crushed you. And if you executed your pitch, he would only get a single. So it's like... Uh, and I'm not the only guy. There's a lot of guys that uh, we're, we all raise our hands, especially the lefties. You know, Edgar was just a very difficult uh, guy to, for us to face. Former teammate and foe, Mark Langston. The pitch on the way to Martinez. Swung on and belted. Deep to left field. It will fly away. And the Mariners win it 3-2. My, oh, my. And longtime big league pitcher Bill Kruger sums up the importance of Edgar Martinez. When you step across the field and you're on the opposing team, this is a great litmus test, is that you could go through the Rodriguez's and the Buners and the Tino Martinez's and the Kenny Griffey's. The guy they were most worried about was Edgar Martinez. He was the one that they feared with runners in scoring position. Edgar Martinez defined the position of designated hitter. So much so, the award for best designated hitter every season is now the Edgar Martinez Award. Because of your record on this night, the designated hitter award for the American League will be forever be named the Edgar Martinez Award. Congratulations. And the man who has won the most Edgar Martinez Awards, David Ortiz, he knows where Edgar belongs. To me, he should be Hall of Famer. He should be inducted in the Hall of Fame a while ago. It, it will happen regardless. I, I, I hope so. And it made me proud, you know, just the fact that uh, they kind of uh, uh, compare my name to uh, an amazing uh, uh, player like, like Edgar used to be. And Edgar was meticulous with his craft. He was the first guy I ever saw that actually had a scale in his locker to weigh each individual bat. I've never seen that before, but it had to be 31 ounces on the button or it was a batting practice bat. One of the things I thought was really impressive is the first time I watched him take live batting practice with a donut on his bat. The eye exercises that he used to do in front of his locker, I don't know, a lot of people don't know it, but he had some issues with his eyes, and so he had to strengthen the muscles to, to be able to control it at all times in the game. So he would have to sit there before games and do these eye exercises that he was religious about it. Edgar, his on-base percentage of 418 is the fourth highest all-time for right-handed hitters. Edgar, the greatest right-handed hitter I've ever played with. And of course, he authored a signature moment in Mariners history and Major League Baseball playoff history with the double. And the 0-1 pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. 
And perhaps the only thing that matches his greatness on the field, his greatness off the field. The winner of the 2004 Roberto Clemente Award, the fabulous Martinez Foundation, his connection to the Pacific Northwest as he played every game in a Mariners uniform. Edgar Martinez, one of the all-time greats. So perhaps Edgar has passed our way for the last time. And listen. on Greg Green of the Mariners front office. GG, how are you, my friend? If you're on the celebrity hotline, I think you hit the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have been, we've, we're just talking to Mike about this. We have really been counting down the days till Edgar weekend. Uh, we've been talking a lot about it. This is going to be just tremendous. We had Griffey weekend last year, Edgar weekend this year, his number 11 being retired. Uh, tell us, uh, first and foremost, uh, the order of events that will be coming our way. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a terrific celebration for, you know, the longest tenured athlete in Seattle, you know, professional sports history. Edgar Martinez, beloved, street named after him outside the ballpark. And uh, we just got a, a wonderful week-long celebration, weekend-long celebration, starting Friday night uh, with a bobblehead. First 45,000 fans, so uh, everybody should get one on Friday night. And uh, it's celebrating... Uh, one of the most classic Mariners commercials in all time. Uh, it was actually Eagle Hardware, old hardware store here in Seattle, commercial where Edgar made a light bat. And so we have him with the lamp, the light bat that he made, that actually lights up. You've seen this in action, haven't you, Aaron? It's, it's oh, it's special. glorious. It's, it's truly one of the great bobbleheads we've ever given out. <laughs> you know, I've, I've made a lot of bobbleheads over, over my, my tenure here, and this one I'm genuinely <laughs> excited about i've never seen like the actual light up bobblehead so i think fans are going to love it it's a, it's a great way to kick off the weekend um the next day saturday uh 6 10 start versus the angels but you're going to want to get into the ballpark early on uh saturday uh the ceremony is going to start at 5 30 uh if you were around for griffey's number retirement or all the hall of fame celebrations we've had at safeco field it should be a really memorable evening in the ballpark to honor edgar martinez we have a lot of Special events plan, and our, our production staff is putting together uh, a video tribute to Edgar that uh, you really, really won't want to miss. It's, it's really amazing. Um, and also our friends at Alaska Airlines are going to create a, a, a replica number plaque that you can pick to honor Edgar Martinez as well and pick up uh, on, on Saturday. And, then and if, Sunday, I can add GG, can, if I can add, Gigi, that is a high-quality plaque. It is. It is. You know, put right there on Jessica. It's going to hang there in center field next to uh, Junior and Jackie, and uh, you can uh, you can put it right there on your desk as well. And then Sunday wrap up the weekend. Sunday one ten start uh, again. First forty five thousand fans. Just about everybody's going to pick up uh, Edgar jersey, uh, replica jersey. Nobody's going to wear number eleven again, but uh, our fans are going to get to to sport it at the ballpark that day with a really again high quality um, replica jersey honoring. Mr. Martinez. So really, really special weekend at the ballpark. Can't wait for it. Um, 
you know, the uh, the O's come into town right afterwards, and we've got some events after on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, including uh, that seven dollar ticket special you guys been mentioning uh, for Monday the fifteenth. Uh, we're going to put that on. Excuse me, Tuesday the fifteenth. We're going to put that on sale at nine a.m. tomorrow. Seven dollar view reserved ticket. So go to mariners.com/paxton starting at nine a.m. They'll be there for a limited time and get into the ballpark for just uh, seven bucks. That's terrific. Gigi, you are our guy to let us know what's coming up, and uh, thank you for breaking that down for us. This is going to be huge. Huge homestand coming up, a big uh, Edgar weekend. We can't wait to get back home and celebrate number 11. One and two the count here on Martinez with a game tied at 1-1 in the second. The stretch in Ballard's 1-2 pitch on the way. Fastball swung on and hit to deep left field. Going back, Orsalock to the track, to the wall, and this will fly away! Edgar Martinez with his first home run, and the Mariners lead it 3-1. to one. That just barely over that 14-foot high barrier in left field. Edgar Martinez with number one. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.